la 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 So manifest the greater this And things all good cause I say it is Investing in the wealth Real generational wealth is mental health It's an inside game, no toxicity Let's talk and more listening Ladies and gentlemen And now introducing David McCullough Founder of Inception The first mental health gym all right everyone welcome back to the inner wealth podcast uh, my name is david mcculler the host of inner wealth um you know i get inboxes quite a bit and a lot of times i can't answer all the inboxes but for whatever reason, I got an inbox from a woman some years ago, and um, ever since we, she inboxed me and we connected, we've been connected at the hip ever since then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so let me say what up, though, to Nikki. What up, though? What up, though? <laughs> do, do they say what do they say in Dallas? What's up? What up? They got they got a different saying. No, they do. They say what up. They're like what up? Because <laughs> you know we call ourselves the D. Mm -hmm. And Dallas called y'all call yourself the D too. Yep. But what's the original D? Dallas. Is Dallas? Is Dallas. Oh, no, I don't know about all that. <laughs> Detroit really would have something to say about that. I right, right. <laughs> well, I'm in Detroit right now, so they yeah, probably would. You, you in Detroit. So so some years ago you contacted me and uh you were you were seeking something and um you brought me, you invited me to an event. What was called the Voices Conference? Uh huh. The Voice Conference. Um, I had just it was my third one that I had, uh, which was a conference that just highlighted different people, um, men and women, and mm -hmm. their stories and the things that they've walked through, their testimonies and issues they faced and how they overcame them. So, mm -hmm. so in in saying that, what what is your story from creating the Voices Conference? How did you? Because that was a that was a big event that I went to. That was a pretty it big was. event that you and you did it. You put those on three times. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I just saw a need, you know, in a way it was a way for me to share my own story as a platform that I created because I thought to myself, you know, just from my history being a therapist and a counselor, you know, where where do we have a space where people can share what they've been through mm -hmm. and kind of get some tips and tools to help each other, to motivate each other, to encourage each other, mm -hmm. to be able to continue to move forward in life. And so... That's where, you know, I birthed that from. Were you were you a part of like Toastmasters or anything like that or any type of speaking groups cuz how does how do you why did it why is it that to get on stage and to to share through voice? Like right. why 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 did you or how did you fall into that role or, or go down that that rabbit hole? Well, I think for me I've always liked to speak. And, yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the short time I've known you, I would say that's true. But anyway, um, you know, I think I wasn't a part of Toastmasters. Okay. I had absolutely zero experience. Mm -hmm. And so I really saw it as an opportunity mm -hmm. for just, you know, I want it to be more of a family feel, you know, just people coming together and, and realizing that we're all the same. Mm. You know, we all, you know, you cut us, we all believe we're all human. We all go through things. And I wanted to just be able to have people lend an ear to, you know, helping each other, motivate each other and find a way through the words, through, mm. um, through therapy, through talking to be able to help each other move forward and, you know, um, find those tools that are necessary to be progressive. You listen to a lot of stories then of mm -hmm. people. What are some of what are some of the powerful stories that you've heard that 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 helped you? Um just people that have lost it all, you yeah. know, that have um cuz loss I think is just one one area that really impacts us. Uh, because we don't know how we go through those stages mm -hmm. of grief and so forth. And so I've I've heard a lot of people that have lost things. Um, and not necessarily materialistic things, you know, whether that's people in their life, whether it's through death, whether it's through broken relationships, um, you know, families falling apart or what have you. And how do you do life, you know, after you experience something like that with such an impact? And so those people that I have been listening to that have really suffered through grief, 
You know, those are the ones that I was drawn to because, to me, they're so strong, you know, to be able to find, you know, tap into themselves, to go inward, to see what's necessary, to be able to pick up the pieces in their life and even in their brokenness, Mm -hmm. to be able to find their healing and and do life, you know. Um, Yeah. And you found me through loss. Mm-hmm. Right, you were you were dealing with something. That's why you were you were seeking out. Absolutely, I was in a very dark place. You know, um, I had gone through a divorce um, after being with my ex for a very long time. You know, over half my life, and mm. um, you know, even though it was it was timing, the timing was right for that um, that split. Um, I felt like I had was walking around without a limb. You know, mm. he was very much a part of my life. I have three beautiful children, you know, through that union. And I just was like, you know, who am I? <laughs> you know, I had been, you know, with him for so long and had been in that role for so long. I had to really find myself again. And so on my journey, I remember I was very depressed. Mm. Um, I was stressed out um, and I was just crying all the time or whatever. And I prayed. I remember my prayer. And I was like, Lord, if people are hurting this bad, because I really hadn't experienced loss like that and pain mm. like that, emotional, mm. physical, where it's just, it's everywhere, right? Um, and so I was like, if people are hurting this bad, I want to be a part of the solution. And so I was on Instagram and I was just scrolling one day <laughs> and I went to the Explorer page because I never usually go to Explorer page, but I did that day. This was several years ago. And there I see you. Mm. <laughs> and you were on there and you were talking and it was something about, you know, the title that you had on your video. And I, I tapped on it and I listened. And I was like, oh, my God, so who is this man? Because I hadn't seen anybody, an African-American male speaking about mental health. And then you had your gym, you know, Inception. And I was just so impressed. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to reach out to him. Mm-hmm. And so I DM'd you. I didn't expect you to to message me back or anything like that, but I just I needed help, you know. And so I don't remember exactly what I said, but I know I said something like, you know, I'm a therapist and I'm in, you know, I'm going through a lot right now, a lot mm-hmm. of loss. I had a career shift and all of that. And I said, you know, I want to know if your gym can help me. And you said, oh, I know it will. You know, mm-hmm. you said, if you can get out here, I know it will. You know, can we get on a phone call? So we got on a phone call. I told you my whole story. I was just pouring it out there. Right. (laughs) And so you were just, you know, you mentioned that the issues are in the tissues and you said, you know, come out here and, you know, try our services. And so I came out there and once I came to Inception, the game was over. And it's interesting that you, you know, you described that you are, you are a therapist Mm -hmm. and you were going through a divorce and even being a therapist and having the conscious awareness of what you could be actually going through the stages of grief. It doesn't right. stop you from going through those things. Right. It does Having that awareness about the stages of grief and loss and, again, being in that field doesn't mean that you're more well-equipped right. <laughs> to to handle what's going on within your, your brain and your body. Absolutely. You're not immune to that. Right. You know, for me, I had tried everything. I was, you know, praying. I was going to church. I was reading. Mm. I was, you know, using all the tools and strategies I had learned myself. Right. And I was like, I need something more. I could tell, like, physically, yeah. inside, internally, like, I was mourning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't be on for my family, my children, you know, for my my clients and patients that I work with like this. And so I knew that I needed to, you know, work on myself to right. be able to simultaneously help other people as well. So you so. you do have a therapist. You've been in therapy before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been in therapy. I mean, even when I was in college, I, I went to a therapist. Um, you know, it's just something about having that safe space, you know, to be mm-hmm. able to talk to people um, and just kind of, you know, let them know. What year what did you think that was that you started therapy? Oh, let me see. I graduated in 1997 from college. So it was probably, I mean, I went like probably the first year. Nine, <laughs> you know, about 98? Oh, no. it was 97? 97 was when I graduated. So okay. probably 94, 90, you know, oh, 95. Oh, okay. 94. 1994, 95. That's, that's very interesting specifically for uh, black culture. Mm. Like therapy was not something that we gravitated towards. Right. So what what was the thing that gravitated you towards therapy? Well, I mean, at that time I was talking to my pastors at church. I was talking to my friends, my roommates, you know, and it just wasn't enough. Like mm-hmm. they weren't able to, they were support, you know, mm-hmm. to me and they were helping me as much as they could, but I knew I needed to be able to hear someone that kind of had some training 
and right. some experiences that they can kind of yield from to share with me. And so I remember I was going through, I think it was a relationship issue and some things were manifesting from my mm-hmm. childhood. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to go to the, the college counselor and I'm just going to talk to, you know, talk to her or him and just really, you know, ask them for some some help. Right. So you have been in therapy from 94, again, gravitating towards it for one um, mm-hmm. and having an awareness that you needed that help. Right. So how how beneficial was it for you to to start that? It was good. It was definitely beneficial because it gave me, it almost gave me like a booster to be mm-hmm. able to release that, get some strategies and tools and start implementing those. And it gave me some, you know, some, a place to go in my mind when, you know, different scenarios would surface in life mm-hmm. that were similar. Right. And, and I was just kind of struggling trying to figure out what to do next. And so I, you know, I had those tools that I could rely on. And so you still found yourself later on where, again, like you said, you, you know, go to therapy, mm-hmm. you know, those things, you go to church. Right. But there's still more. Oh yeah. There's still more needed. Layers. Layers. <laughs> Layers. Right. Yeah. How many people do you think in, in the, in the therapy world or um even in the, the coaching speaking world understand that there's more, there's more layers to it. You know, I don't know how many people do. I think, I feel like there's a lot of us cause I was that person, right? Mm-hmm. I was that person that was like, okay, let me just put a band aid on this situation and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. You know, let me find, I, I need to make money. I need to eat. I need to provide for my family. I need to be present with my, you know, my children. And so there's a lot of people, I think, that that feel that they can just keep doing life without simultaneously working on themselves. And it's just not as effective. You can be effective, yeah. you know, but it's not as effective as you can be. I just think that it's so many, like we talk about layers again, it's we're starting to understand that there's there's more tools Absolutely. to use on these layers. Mm-hmm. Um, we're starting to understand what's happening to us neurophysiologically. Mm-hmm. versus just psychologically. And that's where we were stuck at for a long time, even in, in the therapy world or, you know, the medical world is either just, is just psychological or physical and they're separated, mm-hmm. you know, right. it's one or the other. And it's right. like, no, one affects the other right. from bottom up or top down. But you know, what's interesting, Inception taught me that. Mm. Textbooks didn't teach me that, you know, my training didn't teach me that, Inception taught me that, Mm. that it was, you know, it goes together. Right. And so that's why I'm so grateful for Inception because I didn't know, like, I went back and I was telling some of my colleagues, I'm like, you guys have to come out here. You just, you don't understand that, you know, there's more that's needed than talk Mm -hmm. therapy, you know. At your event, we had, we had um, (laughs) two uh, pop-up brain training units Mm -hmm. and I remember training about 20 people, yeah. me and your cousin. I feel bad for you. We were, <laughs> train- we were, there, the, the we were there the whole whole day. <laughs> like, I remember I, w- I went and took a nap to my room, <laughs> took a nap, came back, started training more. But I do remember probably half the people mm-hmm. just started crying. Yeah. And it, that just showed me, because you got to understand that most of my population who I dealt with for the first you know, 12, 13 years mm-hmm. were white. Oh, yeah. And now I had the contrast to see majority of our people do it. And they the white people had a similar response to it. You know, they had emotional things come up. But to train 20 people and have half of them, like, already, like, emotional or crying right. lets me know how much we were still holding on. Mm-hmm. to things that happen that no longer serve us, but right. we don't have the proper tools. Mm-hmm. At least in, if you want to, to therapy, you got a, a layer of it right. removed, <laughs> right? Right. You but, start the process. Right. You started the process. <laughs> you have a sense of awareness about yourself. Absolutely. And But for us, who've never really been to therapy at all, any type of therapy, mm-hmm. all the layers are present. Yes. It's foreign. So I, I thought that was very interesting to see so many people. I mean, we I saw a kid. He was like 10 or 11 years old, mm-hmm. and he, he, he started crying. And it was just like, and I think a lot of people there were amazed mm. at what they saw was happening. Yeah. It's something about that first session, that first brain training session, because I remember when I was at Inception, yeah. and I had that training session. And when I woke up, I was like, 
you know what? I'm gonna be okay. Because it because it gives awareness. a major shift within Absolutely. the nervous system that you go from that that whatever you were in, whether you're fight or flight, and more than likely you were in freeze, like mm-hmm. I was telling you, um, at that point in time. Because when you're going through like divorce, um, there's a sense of helplessness, specifically if there's betrayal involved in it, mm-hmm. right? So that was that brings you out of freeze, mm. and you're like you back into your body. Yeah, and you're like wow, it's like I woke up. Yeah, you woke <laughs> up. Or the people who are in fight or flight who are stuck there and they're overdriven. Right. Their nervous system is overdriven in mobilization, and then it's America. We are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights: life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Starts to come down, they feel a sense of relaxation, and they're like, what is this? Right. As right. I had a uh, one of our ambassadors, Bushman, he came to us. He said, you know, he normally has his anxiety. And, and by the time he was leaving us, he said, I'm having anxiety about not having anxiety right now. Because wow. he's so used to it being present. Yes. Then all of a sudden it's not there. And it's like, wait, wait where'd that go? Right. <laughs> because that was him. Yeah. He had been functioning that way for so long. For so long that that mm-hmm. became your new norm. Absolutely. So when you opened up, so people don't know that. We actually, mm-hmm. you opened up a pop-up location out in uh, L.A., and we were mm-hmm. we were mainly doing brain training the same way we were doing um, at your uh, your event. Mm-hmm. What were some of the responses from the people you saw out in L.A. and coming into the facility? Same thing. They were like, where's this been my whole life? You know, I could mm-hmm. have and re- received so much relief beforehand. But one family in particular was a father and a daughter that was really happy. They were very combative. Mm. Um, and she was older, but she was living at home and he had actually was going through a divorce and he was so angry. Mm. She was angry. He was angry. We couldn't get her in, but I was able to get him in. And I mean, after he, you know, did it one time, I mean, he woke up, same thing. He's like, man, I feel completely different. He's mm. like, you know, it's, I'm going to go home. I'm going to do this. Like he, he had a plan when he left. Right. And after that, he was calling me all the time, you know, just can I get back in, you know, and he was trying to get her to, to you know, get on board. But anyway, so that was, you know, very, I mean, just to see his personality go from, you know, being very aggressive when he came and he was yelling, he was just kind of, I'm tired, I'm, you know, whatever. And then he went shifted by right. the time he was done with that one session. And mainly what we're talking about, because I don't want this to make it seem like this is some Inception infomercial, uh, is just right. that we're talking about what, we, what we're what we doing is moving the nervous system, how mm-hmm. allowing the nervous system to regulate. Right. We're, we're stuck in these patterns, and that's outside of psychology. That's somatic. Mm-hmm. That's with the body. Right. Like, we're, we, you know, we're so look at cognitive that right. we forgot about the body. And that's right. what that whole term, and I didn't coin that term. I didn't make that term. The issues are in the tissues mm-hmm. or the body bears the burden. Right. I did add add on, though, the body bears the burden, the brain tells the tale. Because mm. it's all in there. Like when yeah. we think about trauma, right, like we say this word and, and it's more being used more than ever. But trauma is not the event. You know what I'm saying? That part. The trauma is mm-hmm. not the event because I can get on a roller coaster and have I, I can feel like I'm in bliss. Right. You can get on a roller coaster and feel like you're in hell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that event could be traumatic for one person and not traumatic for the other. Right. The trauma is what happens underneath the surface mm. within the brain and the nervous system. So mm-hmm. if the brain and nervous system get stuck, which we see with people. So often. Now... That's where the issues start to happen. Mm-hmm. And I find it very inst- interesting. And, and, I, and I've seen it in the church world. I've seen it in the speaker's world. I've seen it in the self-help world where a lot of that is information gathering. Mm-hmm. Like I gather information. Now I'm going to repeat information. Right. Or I'm going to be very motivational. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, get up and go do it. Mm-hmm. But, repeat it. But you're depressed. Over and over again, yeah. Yeah, I can't do it. I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. I'm anxious. Because mm-hmm. where's the, what? What does that feel like? Yeah, feels if, like you can't move. Like you, you just you're you know so in bondage. So your body, 
Right. Is it's not just your psyche, it's your body that's impacted. True. How did you start to move differently when you started to do things like balancing your nervous system? I just had more awareness. I had more space. I had more confidence. Um, I was able to see myself on the other side of mm-hmm. the pain, on the other side of the mistakes, on the other side of the issues. You know, so that clear, that mental clarity that you gain when you really start, you know, working not only on your, you know, talk therapy, working with a counselor, therapist, but also doing the inner work on your own through mm-hmm. modalities and places like Inception. I mean, it's it's like night and day. You will see the shift. Because for me, I was I was one of those people. It's like, okay, I'm gonna do affirmations. I'm gonna mm, repeat it ten times. Yeah, you know? right. I'm gonna look in the mirror, and you know, and that serves its purpose. Yes. you know, it it did help, but mm-hmm. it it was not. I knew that I needed more. I I did the affirmations. Mm-hmm. Um, had them on cue cards, taped mm-hmm. them to my steering wheel, because I was very into the self-help world. I was very mm-hmm. into the motivational world, the Les Browns, the Anthony Robbins, even though Anthony Robbins doesn't consider himself self-help in a okay. sense, or um, he's not a motivational thinker or, mm-hmm. or, or a speaker. Mm-hmm. Like, his modality is NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. Programming. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's helping you shift the right. nervous system, right? The problem is that most people can't shift it. Yeah. When you're suffering from depression. From reading books, definitely. Yeah. When you're suffering from depression and anxiety and it's like at a point where it's extreme and it's paralyzing you, yeah, you're going to need something else. And that's that's the point I was at. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like I knew. And sometimes you know, but you just use other things, right, to kind of get through that moment. Some good, some bad. But But you've been a seeker your, it seems like your whole life. I have. And have you, what do you think about or um, you experience people who you know they need to do something for themselves and they don't? Mm-hmm. As a therapist, what, what is that? What do you think that is from? Resistance. Hmm. Resistance. Because it's work, hmm. you know, and things come up and you have to sit with the pain. Hmm. You know, you can't, like I referenced earlier, band-aid, you can't put a Band-Aid on it and keep moving. Because right. it's going to hurt again. You, mm-hmm. hit, you hit a sore, it's going to hurt again. So I just, for me, I think it's just important for that awareness, you know, for people just to be courageous. I was scared. I had never been to Detroit before when I came out here. <laughs> well, and when I just you saw came, a guy you on didn't, Instagram. You came, you didn't go to Detroit, first of all. You was out in the suburb of, of Detroit. You didn't go down to the hood of Detroit or anything like that. So trust me, there's some places in Dallas I saw that I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Yeah, don't be over stop. Here. Right. Keep don't keep drive through that red light. That red light does not mean stop. It means blood. Right. Go. <laughs> and every city right. that I've been in oh my gosh, has funny. an area, has areas like that. I even was in Orlando, and I'm like, yo, Mickey Mouse don't hang, hang out over right. here. Yo. Get a, go. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But, I mean, just the point of getting on a plane, didn't even yeah. know this state or city. Right. <laughs> just because I saw a guy on Instagram. Yeah. I was I was seeking. Mm-hmm. I was seeking my healing. That's how I that's how I got into it. I saw a guy on it was an Instagram at at that time. It was Conscious Media Network. It was this this, this internet uh, site, mm-hmm. and they have videos of people. And I saw a guy named Lee, and he was talking about brain training. Mm. That's how I got introduced to it. Wow. And then fast forward, you see me. Talking mm-hmm. about brain training and everything mm-hmm. else, right? It's this, it's the same cyclical thing, you know, right. that just happens. It's for those who are seeking, mm-hmm. you know, how do I get better? Right. Like, I don't, I don't understand the, the, the negative connotation to things like therapy. Like, we're trying to figure out how to evolve and right. get better. And right. that's what I'm going to do till I die. Right. Just continue to grow. You're going to see me at 100 years old. Brain training. Everything. <laughs> Right. At that point in time, it'll be some stuff out. You know what I'm saying? Because if you look at technology and our understanding, Mm -hmm. see, our understanding lends to us awareness. Right. Like, we'll be able to put some nanotechnology in our body that we can observe everything that's going on. Oh, yo, you got some cancer cell build up over here. Like, Mm -hmm. go in there and destroy that. Address it. Yep. You know? And that's what we're just doing now. We're biohackers. I like to call it inner hackers. (laughs) We're just inner hackers. I'm just trying to get to the place where... Oh man, my energy is low. Why? Right. 
Why is it low? Why mm-hmm. feel like this? Why? Right. What do I need to do? And so many people don't do that. That introspective. Your suit talk. you live in. Mm-hmm. This is a suit you live in. Right. It's giving you signals all the time about what's going on. Mm-hmm. But if you don't pay attention to it, if you don't listen to it, right, then you're outside of your awareness and then you feel like you're at the mercy of of this life. You're just yeah. a victim to life at that point. That's so without true. your level of awareness and consciousness. And that's what you talked about when you do it in modalities. You got some space and you got you can start to see. Mm-hmm. And then, but but that's talk about this. Just because you did some modalities didn't mean that's where it st- started and stopped. No. That was just the beginning. No. That's why I'm here right now because I know. <laughs> <laughs> I keep coming back to Inception because I know that I'm, it's more than just that. You know, I have to continue to find. I'm always asking you, like, what do, what, what do you need to teach me now? Like, what are you doing now? Mm. Because I always want to connect myself now that I know to people that are thought leaders, to people that, um, you know, have more experience than I do mm. in this so that I can go. When they grow, I want to grow, too, so that not only mm. I can help myself and my children, my family, but like I said, my patients and clients I work with, too. What's been a response to your family in doing some of the, the things that you've learned? Well, it was funny. When I first told them I was going to go see this guy named David yeah. McCullough and go to his gym, they were like, what? <laughs> You're right. flying where? But, um, I mean, they love it because they've seen the difference, you know, and I come back and I tell them everything. You know, my kids know a lot of my story, almost all of it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm working on. And this is the growth I've seen. And so they're excited um, just mm-hmm. to see me, um, you know, continue to expand. You've been a part of the the, the speaking world and the, you have these voice con- conferences. And so mm-hmm. you have relationships with, with a lot of these people. What's that? How has that changed or impact them to see you now doing what you're doing versus just doing the the speaking? For them, I think it's really um, inspirational. Mm-hmm. You know, they they want to get connected. They want to know more. Um, and they're interested in what I have to say in, mm. in regard to that. Um, so I kind of see that this is an opportunity for, opportunity for me to help educate, yeah. you know, um, the, especially the African-American community. I feel like we, I didn't know, you yeah. know, about a lot of these modalities. And I feel like a lot of them don't know either. Yeah. So um, me, I'm just now I'm, I'm so interested in researching. I'm always listening to podcasts about, mm. you know, learning more about my brain you know, optimizing my health, like you said, my biohacking. And so every time I learn something, I'm sharing it with, you know, those people in my circle, my patients, my clients too, just so that they can know as well. Right, because we, we need a quantum leap. We need to make yes. a quantum leap within our culture. Oh, we Again, do. you talked about you went to therapy in 94. Mm-hmm. My mom started therapy in 96. So you started therapy for what my mom did. Oh, wow. She was, in, she was going to school for social work. Mm. And that's when she started getting into therapy. Mm. Um, but that was then. And now you fast forward to today. And people still are just now, our people just now starting to learn about that. Right. But as as you learned about therapy at that point in time, you learned that as a thing of, and you probably saw it as this was, that's that's the that's the solution. Oh yeah. Or that's the only solution. Yeah. Is this therapy? It was the only one. <laughs> it's the, I, I get. I just got to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. And I think early on, a lot of people may have thought I was anti-therapy. Mm-hmm. I was anti just being pigeonholed into only talk therapy. Right. Like that's that's not the only tool. So much more to it. There's so much more to it, and now we we're, we're trying to educate our people to make that quantum leap. Absolutely. I want as many of us to go, <laughs> you know, go right. forward, move forward. And, we need and, to. And you started uh, the your Nikki Speaks TV series for mental I did. health. I did. And that's that's part of what you're doing is starting to educate and. Yeah, just to, to bring, your own branch of inner wealth. Right. <laughs> My own branch. But just to bring about that awareness to, mm-hmm. you know, touch and talk to people in the community that are, you know, entrepreneurs are people that are experience, have experienced something. Same thing, kind of like the voice conferences, mm-hmm. giving them a platform where we can discuss mental health and how it's impacted, you know, who they are, mm-hmm. their walk, their journey. And so I've really enjoyed, you know, starting the series. I'm glad you said uh, about entrepreneurship mm. because <laughs> let's, let's talk about that for a minute. Right. <laughs> how was that journey Ooh. going out to L.A. and 
Oh open my goodness. It up. Even if it was, it was a pop-up shop, it was a smaller location, but right. you went out, you moved from Dallas. Yes. Away from all my that kids, you knew. My parents. To open a business in a whole nother state with very little relationships. So how was right. that? Well, I will tell you, had I not been brain training, I wouldn't have been able to do that. There's mm. no way. Mm. I didn't have the space. I didn't have the mental clarity. You know, so that was pivotal, having that as a tool. Um, it was scary, but I had such a courage and boldness and excitement for what was next for me mm-hmm. and just being connected to this business. And so I went out there and I was just light speed ahead, you know, just really birthing it and, um, you know, networking with the community. And I met so many great people. Like, it was such a blessing to be out there. Um, and it was it was scary, though. And, mm-hmm. I mean, then I started the downside about it. <laughs> right. Right. What's what? the downside? Let's talk about that. <laughs> you know, I'm going to start with the, the positive. Right, but right. Anyway, um, yeah, it affected my health. I was super stressed. Um, worried, you know, but it's it's and entrepreneurship is so interesting because I never wanted to give up. Like I was like, I yeah. I can't give up. Like, right. I mean, because if I give up, I'm giving up on me. Right. I'm giving up on what I know. Excuse me, what I know that I need to do still. Right. And that's helping people, you know, at the highest level that I can. Mm-hmm. And this business allowed me and lended that opportunity for me. So I was very passionate. And I still am. Mm. you know, about this business. And um, and it was great. But then I just realized, and I remember I was talking to you, and you just gave me more tools and more modalities to try to be able to get through that season, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I stayed out there for, you know, over a year and mm-hmm. was able to, you know, maintain the business and everything. So it gave me a lot of hope to know that, you know, if I made it in L.A., for a whole year, you know, and was successful and, and saw some success, then, you know. And a I, pandemic in a pandemic, yeah. you know, I'd be able to still, you know, continue that success um, in the future. The business journey is 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 definitely a self development journey. Yes. That's how I use it. No joke. It's no joke. <laughs> because you're gonna constantly be f- fixing things. Yeah. And it's all on you. Mm-hmm. And so, to en- enable, t- in order to grow your business. You have to have a, a level of awareness about your business. Not yeah. everybody doesn't come from this angle, but I know I do in terms of how I've built inception and how I move. Once taking a step back and not trying to rush everything. Yeah. As being an African American man, I didn't want to fall into the trap of trying to have a business to show people who I was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, look, I got a business. I'm yeah. somebody. Yeah. Like, that shit goes away real quick when <laughs> yeah. you're in the midst of it. You have it. to pay the bills, <laughs> right? <laughs> you're like, do I want this business? Yeah, you do have those questions. You know, it's times where you just, I mean, it's many times I just want to walk away. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the difficult part. Mm-hmm. But like you said, I was, I had my tools. Right. And I utilized it to help buffer the uncomfortableness. Right. Right? You mm-hmm. still got to get uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. You're not growing if you're comfortable. <laughs> exactly. So the uncomfortableness is what creates the ability to transform into something else. Mm-hmm. It's the pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The it's... issue is when we get stuck right. in the pain. Right. And we normalize the pain. And now mm-hmm. we, we are. And don't address it. Don't address it. Now we're on the mm-hmm. path of self-destruction. Right. And now you got, you have illness mm-hmm. within your body. Right. Because it's too much. Yeah. It's too much uncertainty. You got to have a level of certainty. Right. You can't, you can't not be able to pay your, your business bills and your personal bills. Right. That's just too much uncertainty. Right. Right. And you have to be plugged into your why, too. Like, why, why are you, why doing, are you this? doing this? Yes. And that I ask myself that question all the time. Why are you? I mean, because you can go work for somebody, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, why am I doing this? And I know that I'm doing it for me um, so that I can have the tools I need, but also for my kids. Because I know my kids, they're all in college. They're watching me. Right. They're watching me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm doing this. I'm starting this business or whatever. I give up. What am I teaching them? Mm. You know? 
So I have Do to. Do you put feel the time like you gave, you gave up when you when you left from LA to go back to to Michigan? Well, I got. Coached. I mean, not to Michigan, to Detroit, <laughs> not Detroit, Dallas. Right, right. You in Dallas? Yeah. You're in Detroit. <laughs> See, I don't know where well, you are. Right, right. <laughs> well, I had to get coached by somebody like you, <laughs> actually you, <laughs> that helped me. But no, I just, you know, for me, it was like I knew that I needed to make a shift. I had to make a move, and. Um, I was my own cheerleader. You got to be your your own cheerleader mm-hmm. in this. And so I was like, you know what? It's okay. And I love what you said to me because we were talking one day and you said, you know, this is not a failure. And it was funny that you said that because your mind will go there. You know, mm-hmm. if something doesn't work out the way that you want it to, immediately you go there. You know, and so I was like, you saying that was like, okay, I can breathe. You know, it's not that. You know, it's just, it's a pivot. It's a part of business. Listen, you were going through a divorce. Yeah. You went all the way across the country. <laughs> I was on the phone uh, with you, building it with you. Yeah. But you had to go get the contractors. Yeah. You had to go, you know, again, I'm on the phone with you, but you still have to go get these people. Mm-hmm. You still have to I was spend building the money. Walls. You still have to make sure that everything is 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 is, you know, running, right? right. And you're doing all of that and Yo, now you go through a midst of a pandemic and you now have to figure out how to pivot yeah. and move with that. Right. And what I saw with uh, Joe Rogan mm-hmm. and then I saw Elon Musk and I saw a lot of, you know, it was 18,000 businesses had moved out of California yeah. within the last like 10 years. Because they kept shutting us down, like opening up, shut down. And that was, was before, that's before the pandemic, just on taxes. Right. And that's why I was like, oh. <laughs> you think you want to be the there? truth? The truth is about that is when I came to your voices conference mm-hmm. and you had you had set all this up, I, which I thought was amazing, and all these people Thank showed you. up, and I was like, "Why are you moving?" Right. <laughs> but well, I knew why you were moving. You know, <laughs> I knew you were just running you just away. You didn't from, tell me. But what, what, if I did story. tell you what was going to yeah. happen, you still were right. going to move. I was trying to get to that beach. I was like. <laughs> You just needed you needed a break. I needed a break. I always say that I needed the space to heal. Yeah. You know, I needed the space to heal. New and, environment. Right. You and I had to away- see everybody who knew you. Right. And that was the first time I was away from my kids, mm. you know. And I think for me, it was a big move. Because when I was 18, graduated from high school, I had asked my parents, I said, I want to move to L.A. Mm. And they were like, no, you can't move to L.A. You know, <laughs> you got to right. go to college, whatever. Right. You know that story. So mm-hmm. I was like, great. So for me, it was an opportunity to go ahead and move out there. And I said, you know what? If there's ever a time in my life where I'm going to choose me, I'm going to focus on me and bet on myself, it's going to be right now. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting because it was at the lowest point of my life, but I crawled my, I, you know, I found a way to crawl out of the hole. That built you, though. It did. That experience built you. It did. When I came down there, though, I, I knew I was like, she's she struggling. <laughs> I was like that first year be entrepreneur. Yeah, business I owner. knew. I because you can you get in business and you feel like you're on the island all into yourself. Yeah, and you you didn't have a partner. See, I started I my business with my dad. Yeah, and I always say people who start their businesses solo, man, that's that's tough. You go through it. You do. Yeah, you do. This yeah. this shit ain't pretty. It's not. <laughs> it's not pretty. It's not. I mean, with like, some lonely nights. It was some tears. It was some. Stressing my, I started losing hair, started yeah. losing weight. Mm. You know, it started manifesting my body. So guess what? I had to start doing my modalities because I wasn't. You're so busy. Mm. I was putting that aside. Yeah. And then I, I got you. on. I call like, you. You like? Have you been brain trained? When's the last time you brain trained? Uh, <laughs> three months ago, girl. Listen, you been- <laughs> I I, I over trained. Yeah. There was no way. Yeah. I was going, and that's for years. I'm like going through so much stuff with the business. It's like, and you're starting a business like mine, even though we were, we doing a lot better. Yeah. You know, we had, you know, all the social proof coming in, but this it's still yeah. a business. It is. At the end of the day. Right. You're still responsible for a kid. Yeah. For a yeah. kid that's not even baby. grown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's your baby. Right. Like you have to grow that thing up. Mm-hmm. And it ain't mm-hmm. it ain't ready to pay dividends yet. No, you know. No, and I was thinking it was going no, to. <laughs> a lot of people, unless you open it up a, a 
a Chick Fil A or something like that, or something mm-hmm. you know along those lines. You you you're not just going. But the thing is, you open time. one of those up, you're gonna be putting in a lot of money. I mean, yeah. open a massage envy costs you a million dollars. They mm-hmm. want you to be five hundred thousand dollars liquid. Yeah, Starbucks was something crazy. I actually looked at that. Yeah. I was like, yeah. So by the time you get to that level, you already got money. Right. People who open franchises typically already have money, mm-hmm. and we were we were just we were. St- trying something with you yeah. really was supposed to be just mobile you were supposed right. to be mobile then next you know i don't know what, what next you know you got a location like, and i'm like i don't this thing i was like morphed. i want no business this thing then more from you having two units to go do pop-up to we got a i'm building out a location i got a I mini shoot. pop-up location everything i was like i'm building a hospital right <laughs> up here in, in la oh man but again that that all that was great learning for both of us yeah you know, um, and then too, like I said, now now you you move back home. So how was the move back? Once I got, I had that conversation with you, um, and then I talked to my parents and some of my you know people in my circle, my cousin. Um, I was like, okay, I can do this, and so I was like, you know what? It's not a loss. All these, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. People are mm. losing jobs. You know, losing their family. lives. Lives, yeah. yeah. And so I was like, I you know, I I can't be victim here. Mm-hmm. You know, I just have to figure it out. And this is my pivot. And so, you know, it's one step at a time or what have you. So I moved back and I was happy to be back with, you know, people that I know, my family and, mm-hmm. you know, be in that environment. So, you know, it's a process. Right. So it's that acceptance piece, you know, and being open to to change. One, business and self-development, mental health, physical health, they all work the same. They do. There's a process. I do. And when you talk about process, if you have dominoes, a set of dominoes, mm-hmm. and you line up all the dominoes, but I say in the middle, you have three or four pieces missing. If you have those three or four pieces <laughs> pieces uh, pieces missing, mm-hmm. you can't do, you can't hit the, the first domino and then get to the end. Right. Right. You can have 200 dominoes. Mm-hmm. And miss one or two. Right. And it will not get to the end. Exactly. Our culture, with everything we do, we don't like process. Mm -hmm. And we want to skip process. It has to be quick. We want it quick. You can't jump over processes. People are like, when you're doing your franchise, you launch your franchise. I'm like, man, you know how many little pieces? Have to be in place. They have to be in place. And if I skip one, that means now... I may have franchises out there not even doing well because right. I skipped over one piece. Right. But that one little piece matters. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with your mental, emotional, physical health. It ain't just go to church and pray. Or go to the gym, which I was or doing. Or go to the gym. To it was going to fix it. Those are pieces. <laughs> yeah. And they're important, but mm-hmm. they're just pieces. Right. What's the next layer? Doing the work. Modalities. And then we talk about seeking. doing the, the inner work. So it's just more and more pieces to it. And that's mm-hmm. how I look at it where I just troubleshoot my health in like process through elimination. Right. And each one of us is, is a piece. Mm-hmm. And that's what you have to do. You have to go and get more pieces to your puzzle. Right. But, it was, you know, when I was there, I loved the fact that I was alone because I had that space. Mm. I think had I been in Texas, you know, I'd have been distracted by, yeah. oh, you know, my family going here, mm-hmm. going there. I had to sit with, with myself, you know, right. and really analyze, you know, what I needed to work on. So, yeah, sometimes you, having that space. During that time, though, you were you were working as a therapist still. Mm-hmm. You're doing online. some online. Yeah. Where are your clients from? All over the country. All over the country. I, I work through this app called BetterHelp. And, I mean, I've, I've counseled people, especially during the pandemic. Um, I have a huge uh, client base in uh, Canada. About 85% of my clients are from there. But I've counseled people in Barbados, um, mm. Spain, uh, where else? The UK is is pretty big. Oh, that's interesting. So let's talk about this. Okay. What's the differences culturally between the people and how they express themselves or how they deal with mental health? Like, what's... What are the biggest differences you've noticed? Because Canada, Canada don't play with their mental health. That's what I was about to say. 
I mean, that's what I noticed. Everybody it seems like they're the same for the most part, which was interesting to me. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was going through, you know, the pandemic, going through loss, going through, you know, the restrictions that were, were forced on everyone or, you know, suggested. Mm-hmm. And it was like they all needed some type of tools, you know, someone to talk to because a lot of people were lonely mm-hmm. and didn't have uh, a safe space. They couldn't get you know, across the country to see their families and so forth. But Canada really impressed me because, like I said, 85% of my clients are from there, and they are serious about their mental health. Like, mm-hmm. they have no problem signing up. <laughs> right. No problem seeking counseling. You know, they're in that space, and I just wish more Americans would do that. Like, I wish we were more, you know, proactive about mm-hmm. our health, our mental health. Yeah. One of my buddies, Dami, um, Nigerian brother, we've been—that's my brother— you know, we got into brain training together and um, we kind of really developed our locations and our centers together in terms of the tools we were using. Okay. Um, and Canada, like I've been in Vancouver. Um, I still need to go. And to go. out there, like just floating alone, like the floating mm-hmm. uh, community and locations pop it up everywhere. Wow. Especially uh, one of my guys at uh, Float House mm-hmm. in Vancouver, they had like 10 float tanks. Wow. Vancouver was notorious for like um, drug abuse. Mm. And a lot of them was going to start to, to float. To I mean, I had a 24-hour float place. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so Canada, like when it came down to like a lot of the alternative healths, mm-hmm. Canada had more than anybody. Yeah, you know, I could see that. They're really big on on that. I could see that. Brain training, the brain training where we get our brain training. They're right. out in, in Canada. Canada. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they're very interesting people too, though. Right. Um, but but definitely, they're seekers. They are seekers for that to get better with their health, and mm-hmm. they don't see it as like what's what is that? Right. I mean, I had males, females, mm. you name it. Like everybody. It's pretty much on board with that. So so it was interesting to me. Um, and it was nice. And it, and I'm still working with them. So it's mm-hmm. nice to see and hear people from all over the world, you know, and, mm-hmm. and see the, you know, we're all pretty much the same in what we deal with and face. We have a we have a big following in the Bahamas and mm-hmm. sp- Spain, too. Mm-hmm. I noticed that we have a following in Spain on the Inner Wealth podcast. And, um, yeah, so you can see different cultures and how they, right. how they think about it. Mm-hmm. It's like the importance of knowing that you only get one of these bodies. Right. You know? And so how do you optimize your health? How do you optimize it? Right. Um, and my one friend, though, she she's a doctor. And okay. she spent time in Cuba. Mm. Uh, she went to school in Cuba. Okay. And there, they don't, um, they give you an option between alternative and traditional. Okay. They don't force it upon you. Like That's good. So you have an option. When she came here to go to residency here, mm-hmm. because here, even though she's an international doctor already, she can go be a doctor anywhere else in the world but the United States unless she comes here and does res- residency again. Oh, wow. Yeah. So when she came here, oh, man, like it's, it was tough for her mm. because the medical system is Just more about that. That money. Right. You know, it doesn't mean that they aren't all bad or anything like that. You know, right. they're very helpful when they, when need be, they can be helpful, but they can also be hurtful. Right. You know, if you're not using the right tools. So, mm-hmm. so that's interesting that you, that you've been talking to people in the, um, you know, around the world. And that mm-hmm. is, again, the, the brain and the body is the same everywhere. Everywhere. We're all the same. And then on my, in my research, I learned that we get up to 6,000 thoughts a day, which I mm. thought was, was so crazy. I thought it was 60, 60,000. Well, they said um, it was recently done in Canada. Mm. I guess they did a study in, was it a couple years ago? You got that from Huberman? no i I actually researched it because i'm like what can i do to help people and myself Mm -hmm. right and so we get up to six thousand thoughts a day and most of them are negative and repetitive yeah 85 percent. so i'm like it it starts there you know well people are stuck in cycles and loops right yeah Yeah. so do you feel like you broke broke out of some loops recently the last couple years oh yeah yeah I mean, definitely the modalities has helped. And mm-hmm. then also just doing my own research and learning about my brain and body and how it works, how I'm unique, mm-hmm. how I'm different, what I need versus somebody else, you know. Um, so, yeah. How's sure. it tra- How's that changed you, how you see from a relational standpoint? 
like because you were going through a divorce and typically we we want to seek out the next relationship romantically so how does that change your perspective on the type of person you want to be with now well now I know that I needed I needed to heal myself you Mm -hmm. know I needed to have more healing because I noticed even after the divorce the type of you know people I was attracting Mm -hmm. um I noticed that yeah I, I needed to do some work too because, um, you know, I just noticed that. But what I realized is that there's people um, everywhere and everybody that you, you connect with. I mean, they have their own stories. They have their own issues. Mm-hmm. And so it really would have to be somebody that's in this space of, you know, growing and learning more about themselves and doing the inner work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I choose different now, you yeah. know, and it's not a need. Before I feel like it was a need. Um, yeah. Because when you're with somebody for so long, you know, it's you like, gotta feel that quick. Yeah, and there's you, emptiness there. Right, yeah. right, and you just want somebody to replace it, mm-hmm. you know, and to fill that void. And so I had to go through the process of, no, it doesn't have to be that. I need to fill that void. I need to love myself. I need to believe in myself. I mm-hmm. need to work on myself instead of looking for somebody else to fix me. Right. And I think if I would have gotten with somebody right away, then it would have just been a crutch and I would have gone right back into the same old, you know, matrix. <laughs> yeah. Back into the matrix. <laughs> and routine. You know, so now it's like, you know, I mean, it's it's an energy thing. So what is those conversations like now though? They like, probably think I'm a little weird. Look <laughs> Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> um, it's it's refreshing. I'm like, you know, what are you doing to to help yourself, you know? Mm. How, what do you do to focus on your mental health? You know, is it? And if they say, "Oh, I, you know, I go to the gym," and what else? You know, right. what, what, what books are you reading right now? Right. <laughs> What's on your playlist? You know, so it's the questions are more in depth because for me now it has to be in alignment. Yeah. You know, we have to. It has to make sense. You know, for both of us too. What are so. you consuming, and what consumes you? Yes. Yeah. What are you putting in your body? Yeah. You know, so, you know, it. it's not a time thing. Before, mm-hmm. I thought it was a time thing. And like I said, a need thing. It's mm-hmm. a desire. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like I think we all have this desire. It's all sure. in us, right? To right. have that desire for connection and companionship. Absolutely. That's just, that's nature. Right. But yeah. to connect and have companions just is to the connect. wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. That's dysfunction. Right. Right. And so I didn't, I didn't want to go back into that same cycle. Um, and so I wanted to just, you know, I'm, I'm taking the time and doing the work and, and now I know that when it's, when the timing is right, that, you know, the person shows up, they mm-hmm. always do, or maybe more, you know, you have options, mm-hmm. you know, so you just take your time, it's right. time sensitive. Right. Where a lot of people, it is, mm-hmm. it feels that way. Like I just, I gotta have yeah. it like this. When you have that anxiousness, yes. I find that about myself. Like I don't have this anxiousness to being a relationship. Right. Right. Because let's, let's be honest about relationships. Relationships probably only make up a small percentage. I'm talking about romantic relationships. Right. And that seems to be, for a lot of people, the driving force. Mm-hmm. Two topics of conversation <laughs> that is always big is money and relationships. Who you with? Who you with? <laughs> who, you, who you talking to now? Mm-hmm. People are always trying to hook me up with somebody. I'm like, why? Why you? Why you feel like I need to be with somebody? Right. Because I don't feel like I need. Mm-hmm. Maybe a desire, but it's not a. It's not a need. Right. You know. But our relationships. Think of how many relationships I have. A relationship with you. Mm-hmm. I have a relationship with quite other people. Right. Those are the main relationships that you end up having. Right. And a romantic relationship doesn't have to define all of your relationships. True. You so know. True. But we 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 put such focus on that because I think the Disney the Disney fairy tale has really mm-hmm. the white made fence. us feel like that that's <laughs> going to be our savior. Yeah, you know that that's what's going to save me. Yeah, and then age too. You know, so I'm older, and right. so I was thinking, oh my gosh, you know, women more have that. Yeah, that yeah. you know, we've always heard this clock. Mm-hmm. You know, societal pressures I think create that clock, mm-hmm. and then there may be something biologically true to that too. Right. You know, because nature. You know, yeah. changes and yeah. and within our bodies, nature changes. Right, <laughs> gray hairs pop up. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Everything hey, doesn't look the same. You ain't getting no younger. <laughs> that's what they say, right? Right. But you know, and and that just goes back to self love. You know, loving yourself where you are, and and just relaxing. I mean, 
You know, our num- our days are numbered, but do I mm. want to have more joy, more peace, more mm. space, or do I just want to have something to have something to say I do? You know. Well, now it's, it sounds like because we talked about love on pop, uh, previous episodes where we're talking about, you know, people say love yourself. Mm-hmm. And you've heard this in speakers' conferences and right. you, read, you heard it in the books and we're like, this is a systematic way to do it. Yes. It's like those domino pieces. If you put them all in a row, that's a system that mm-hmm. you're building to know mm-hmm. how to get from start to finish. Right. There's a systematic way to loving yourself too. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You know the right things. When you listen to yourself, like, I'll be worn out. I'm like, man, I'm worn out and I can feel my body's like, you need magnesium. Mm. That's my body saying, hey, I need some support. Yes. And support to me is love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's right? a way of loving yourself. Yeah. It's slowing down and listening. Yeah. You know, and and I wasn't listening before. Mm. You know, I was just trying to fix it as quick as I could. So I could, I wanted the pain to stop. Yeah, I, just I think that's 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 all of us. Like, how can that's I move it. from pain to pleasure as quick that, as possible? That part, you know. Oftentimes, Absolutely. our desire to get there quick mm-hmm. is the problem. Mm-hmm. When I when I came out to your uh, your conference, we you had this like this VIP event before the conference, and for whatever reason, I noticed that you were into dance and mm-hmm. salsa, and like mm-hmm. you know that's my thing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you y'all. <laughs> Y'all about to have a salsa thing going right, on right, right. Oh, y'all invited the wrong person here because right. I'm about to <laughs> the master of it all. <laughs> I ain't no master, but but I'm I'm a I'm a dance. Right. How right. did you get into dance, and how is that how does that affect your life? Searching and seeking mm. ways, alternative ways to help myself. I was a gym rat, mm. you know, used to run track, all of that. So I just you know have always used that as a way to fix myself or help myself feel better. So I was like, you know what? I have always enjoyed dance. Mm. Um, and when I was in California, it was funny because I had uh, I signed up to be a Zumba instructor and went through okay. a training for that. Um, just seeking, mm-hmm. you know. And so with the voice conference, going back to that, I just wanted, um, I found salsa. I love uh, Spanish music. I love their food, everything. Mm-hmm. The culture, period. Oh, we had some Peruvian food Yeah, yesterday. we did. Yeah. That food was so good. Yeah. <laughs> Rice and beans, plantains. But anyway, so, and, you know, and I found it, and I started doing salsa dancing on my own, and I realized, you know, it allowed me to release some things that were locked up inside of my body and, you know, and just flow. I just allow my body to do, you know, what it does. Mm. Now, I need to get the steps down, but <laughs> sometimes well, you, I'm just moving my yeah. feet. Yeah, but, I mean, you obviously, you, you, you follow pretty well. I mean, yeah. I've danced with you, and you, Thank you, you're not having certain steps down, but there's yeah. a difference between... <laughs> not stepping on toes. <laughs> what is the difference between a dancer who likes to move versus a trained dancer? Right. You know, and I came from a place where I was a trained dancer, not like I'm just, like, going on Dances with the Stars, but I right. took time to understand a lot of the, the steps, framework. Yeah. And the basics and musicality. And, you know, I have an episode coming up with uh, my dance uh, teacher, my brother, Dwayne oh, Wren, soon. So, so we're all about movement therapy. And we mm-hmm. we just actually spent the last two days doing moving. some movement therapy. <laughs> and when I go awesome home from those events, you know, the community won and then touch. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't think about that. Right. Like, I, I tell men, I try to get men into the salsa community. It's like, listen... Do you know that, and I, I've heard this number out of the population of men, I think this might be just the United States, that are having sex. What would you think the number is? Out of men in the United States? That are having sex. <laughs> a good percentage, like a very high percentage. That's What what percentage would you say? Out of 100? Yeah. Um, Probably 80. You know what the number really is? What? 10 to 20. Hmm. So you look at you look at the the guys who you think are attractive mm-hmm. and say, but out of all the guys, go to the airport. You attracted to eighty percent of the men in there? No, eighty <laughs> percent of those men ain't having sex. Mm. It's 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 a small number of the population of men who are having sex with the bigger population of women. Mm. There's a there's a lot of men who don't have the confidence to. To do those things. So there's a lot of men that are not even receiving touch. Oh, wow. You're talking about a hug. Forget sex. You're talking (laughs) about just a hug. Yeah. You know? And we're supposed to have like eight to ten a day at the... Right. According to research. So so dance is a way to get into community and you can make a connection 
with someone. And I'm not talking about a sexual connection. I'm just talking about a touch-to-touch connection. Right. You know? And if if men knew what that would do for them Mm -hmm. and their confidence. Mm Mm-hmm. And not just their confidence, in their health. We're right. talking about, again, right. the hugs, right? Right. Like, we're supposed to be touched. When you came out the womb, they, if they if your mom didn't pick you up, you'd have died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Right. So touch is still prevalent. And if you go out into uh, go out into Japan, it's becoming this big thing. What? To get together and hug? Or? No. Yeah, well, they have locations, businesses. Oh, wow. That you pay just to cuddle and touch because they're... they're it's this whole thing going on. They're not connecting. Men and women aren't connecting anymore. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's important. It's definitely So important. it's very important. I, I try to get the, the men I know and the, and the women, obviously, mm-hmm. to come in and, and, and get into community and, and to touch one another. Right. Be connected with, with one another and right. do something outside of your normal form of communication. Right. Because dance is a form of communication. It is. And it's without even talking. And it's so fun. It is. It's so fun. I leave, I leave, I, I would leave high. Right. Well, and I, I did some research on that. They said that uh, salsa is one of the best musics to listen to mm. if you're dealing with anxiety and depression. Mm. Something with the beats. I don't know. I, I believe don't know why. that. I believe yeah. that. No, my it, brain had to learn that music. And then you talking about footwork within the music. It's a whole mm-hmm. thing. And then we and Dwayne went deep into it on our, our podcast okay. about that. But yeah, I'm that's, that's that. so... That's why I was like, oh, you into that? Like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm into that, too. <laughs> and I had just started my journey with salsa. Mm. But, um, you know, that's why I added it to the conference. I thought that was And even fun. if people don't like salsa, I mean, you can get into ballrooming. You can right. get into this other. They got Kizomba. I used um, to do African dance in college. Which one? African dance. So they taught us how okay. to how to dance in um, African uh, moves and such. Okay. Yeah, yeah they got it drumming circles. They got all these types mm-hmm. of things that 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 you can get into community. Just what we, what we call movement therapy. Just move, right? Mm-hmm. So, what are some tips from a from a therapist who's who's, <laughs> who's now a biohacker, right? And who's now an entrepreneur and who's now a podcaster, Girl, right? Nikki, right. You got everything going on because I started brain training. Look. <laughs> <laughs> so number one tip, brain train. <laughs> okay. If they can't brain train, if they yeah, can't if, get to a brain trainer, what do you think is a, a helpful thing that could calm the nervous system? Listen to your body. Hmm. Don't deny what you feel. You know, if you are feeling sad, you know, sit with those emotions. Don't run from them. Hmm. You know, so journaling is free. Hmm. You know, writing down what you feel and just kind of seeing those words before you um, meditating. You know, mm. sitting still and just, you know, listen to meditation music or you can listen to Hertz music or do sound therapy mm-hmm. to just calm your, your mind, you know, uh, minimize stress and anxiety and depression. Um, and just find somebody you can trust in your circle of support. Sometimes it's talking to somebody. Um, there's grounding yeah. <laughs> that I learned through Inception. So if you don't have the grounding, you know, materials or what have you, supplies, then you can go outside, mm-hmm. you know, take your shoes off and... And just walk, be one with nature. Um, you know, spend time outside for sure. Yeah. You know, listening. That was one thing. It was so interesting when I went through my divorce. I spent some time in a rental home by myself. Mm. And I just remember sitting outside on my patio. And it was the first time I was like, oh, wow, there's a bird over there. You know, I, start, <laughs> I started becoming so aware. And I looked at mm. the leaves and I was seeing the leaves, you know, just, you know, mm. blowing in the wind. And so I became so present to, you know, my environment. Right. And I'm like, how many years has it been that I have not seen? And I remember my mm. son, he was five, and we didn't know he needed glasses. And so we, I felt so bad as a mom because I went and took him to the doctor, and he got glasses. And he's like, oh, my goodness, Mom. He started pointing out all the stuff that he could see, you know, mm. very clearly. Mm. And so I think for me, you know, sitting still and taking the time to be by myself and trusting me, trusting the process, mm-hmm. allowed me to have those glasses on. Yeah. You know, and be able to see things clearly. And it's like, wow. Like yesterday I had some services at Inception. Mm-hmm. When I finished, I was sitting there, and I think we were all in the lobby area talking. And I was looking outside the window, and I was looking at the leaves, and I was just watching them mm-hmm. blow, yeah. you know, and just being very present to the experience, you know, in the moment that we were in. So, yeah, I definitely think meditation, you know, speaking mm-hmm. to someone, grounding, you know, get one with nature. Yes. And if you can brain train, yeah. brain train. Because <laughs> that, to me, that was the game changer. Mm-hmm. I'd never experienced anything like that in my life where, you know, that technology helped me so much reset. You right. Know? So, 
am appreciative for Inception because I wouldn't have known about it, I don't think. Yeah, well. You guys introduced me to it. <laughs> yeah, so you, you basically, what you did was you went inward. You did mm -hmm. the inner wealth work mm -hmm. to get 2020 vision. Yes. So you can see your life more clearly. That part. That's, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's it, guys. <laughs> Do your work. Yes, you have to. Get your 2020 vision. Don't be scared. Look. <laughs> see life more clearly. Yep. Until next time, guys. <laughs> Bye. La, la, la. You've been listening to the Inner Wealth Podcast on EYL. Theme song produced by Be Ready for West Coast Creations. I am Razcast, reminding you to take action, be proactive, be congruent, get out of the matrix, get your mind right. We've automated mental health at inception. Join the movement. Inner Wealth Podcast. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.